0: You're listening to the Ending Human Trafficking Podcast. This is episode number 57. This week's topic is don't reinvent the wheel. Welcome to the Ending Human Trafficking Podcast. My name is Dave Stahoviak.
1: And my name is Sandy Morgan.
0: And this is the show where we empower you to study the issues, be a voice, and make a difference in ending human trafficking. And one of the great things about this medium of podcasting, Sandy, is that we can actually provide some information and some knowledge that the center has uh, collected over the years that would be valuable to people who are starting something for the first time.
1: And it does take a while to figure out where to go for resources. And if you Google um, human trafficking, you will get millions of hits. So
0: where do you start sifting through all of that? And it is is very common for the center to actually get a lot of calls every uh what happens on a weekly sometimes a daily basis doesn't it Sandy? it
1: really does it really does and so we try to direct people we even have a resource page that's directly related to human trafficking at gcwj.vanguard.edu
0: but a lot of times uh folks call us and they have learned about the this issue they uh they want to do something that can right away make an impact that can that can set up an organization or do some work that will help out. And one of the things that we found, Sandy, and I know you found talking to people is that we tend to get a lot of the same types of questions and we end up spending um, a lot of time on the front end just kind of teaching people some of the foundational concepts and resources and things that people need to know. And so we thought that it would make sense to uh, spend some time on this episode of talking about what are what are really the foundational things uh, that you need to know to if you're going to start working on ending human trafficking that are kind of that 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 the bare bones foundation things that we would advise to anybody.
1: Well, and that's that's one of the things when we talk to people who call in or email us and they're going to start an effort that's anti trafficking, um, they have a new idea. Uh, they have their. This is a generation of so- social entrepreneurship mm, and creative ideas. But there are some basics. It reminds me of when my kids would every year start working on building their car for the derby. Uh, it yeah. was great fun. The basics, though, they could their cars always looked um, extravagantly different every year and wild colors and everything. But one thing never changed: they used the same wheels every year. They had the same wheels. It was a set of four wheels. It worked, but then they worked on the body of what it was. And so I kind of want to talk to people about not reinventing the wheel. Start with the basic wheels. And there are some really wonderful toolkits already out there that will give you the basics for starting to pull out onto the highway to engage and be part of the amazing resources that are out there to fight human trafficking.
0: And so this is a good analogy for us, Sandy, because regardless of the new idea, the creativity, the the entrepreneurship that we need in, mm-hmm. in these efforts, there are some basic things that people should at least think about starting with. And to further the analogy, I know one of the new cars that's out there right now is this new Tesla Roadster they talk oh. about with this. And I've seen one on the road actually here uh, recently where it's all electric and it has this amazing range and it's a, you know, it's a fairly expensive vehicle, but as innovative and as high tech as that vehicle is, and it is brand new and it's got all these bells and whistles, it still has four wheels. It still has a steering wheel. It still follows all the traffic. It still has brake lights. And so there's some, 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 foundational fundamental things that it still does thats central to how cars operate and i think that's what we're trying to do today is to really point out you know what are the wheels what are the what's the steering wheel what's the brake lights what are those central things around looking at doing work and ending human trafficking that are already available to you already there is roadmaps that you can follow
1: that's that's exactly our point here And then you can expand and be incredibly creative and innovative and address issues in different ways. But let's look at um, gcwj.vanguard.edu. We have a list of government resources in addition to some trafficking resources on that resource page. And I point to this because I think that... um, there are two reasons why you might want to start with those federally funded toolkits. First of all, your tax dollars, Dave, paid for those. Ah, and okay. so it's it's pretty wise to use the things that you bought. Right, right, makes sense. And then, secondly, it provides a common language because across the nation, everyone's using the same language. We know what we mean, and we don't miscommunicate. It also means that when we go to the table, when we go to a local federally funded task force or a homeland security meeting, um, a health and human services coalition, that we're going to know the professional standards, best practices, and we'll already be conversant in the language at that table. That's just a good common sense model to follow. And so think, there's something uh, in it for you. Yeah, I
0: think Plato originally said the beginning of wisdom is the definition of terms. And so knowing Mm. what you're talking about, the language to use, and I'm guessing you'll get to this, Andy, but probably part of the other reason for that too is that should your organization or you want to seek out funding or do some grants at some point, you're going to need to know the vocabulary and the language that other organizations are already using to be able to serve This issue, well.
1: I think that's exactly right. And many, many faith based groups want to offer shelter services um, and do outreach, but they have to do that in, as we always talk about, with a collaboration um, mode. So learning to offer that in a way that your federal, state, or local partners understand what to expect Mm, is really important. Makes sense. Because if you use language that's only part of your particular tradition, um, it may not be understood, and consequently really good things are um, uh, declined with respect just because somebody didn't understand what you were offering them. Ah, okay. So there's a lot of um, the communication and the wisdom part that's an aspect of this. But let's look at the resources on the website, the government resources at a federal level, the State Department Office to Monitor and Combat Trafficking in Persons. That gives us our annual global Trafficking in Persons Report, and it's been doing that for more than 10 years. They also have a really good beginner's list of 20 ways you can help fight human trafficking. You can start with that as as an initial um, place to begin your planning. But then we move on down and you've heard us talk often about the Health and Human Services Rescue Restore campaign. The posters and the toolkits that are on that are um, things we've gone over before and you have um, seen that we have toolkits for law enforcement, for social services, for health care, and for the community. On that website, Rescue and Restore with Ho- Health and Human Services, you can actually find other coalitions um, that are meeting that are in your area or in your region or in your state. So this is very helpful. The resource that became available um last year that is particularly helpful is the Department of Homeland Security blue campaign. And I want to spend some time on this because it is so comprehensive. Now, Homeland security has covers a lot more than just, um, uh, keeping our nation safe from terrorists. I think that's kind of one of the things people think, but it also includes, um, I believe the FEMA office is in there, as well as immigration um, and customs enforcement. So the um, human trafficking and smuggling unit in Los Angeles is part of Homeland Security. Mm. So these are people that are on the cutting edge of human trafficking. So they put together a blue campaign toolkit. And in their toolkit, they actually offer basic training on indicators of human trafficking. There is a, a, an online course that appears very much like a PowerPoint with audio and you get to click on the next slide or go back because there's something you didn't understand. There are little buttons that you can click on with glossary and resources. So while you're taking this human trafficking awareness training intro course, you actually are studying the terminology. The glossary is there. So for instance, on the first slide, it has the objectives and it says, by the end of this training, you will be able to define human trafficking, differentiate between human trafficking and human smuggling, Recognize populations vulnerable to human trafficking. Recognize indicators of human trafficking. So I love this. You go online. I sat through it. It was wonderful. It has audio. It has video. It has um, screens with the text right in front of you. So it uses all of the senses to learn, except maybe for your um, Um, ability to smell it doesn't use that one because we're online right
0: it would be uh it'd be surprising
1: if there was some
0: uh, scent uh support (laughs) i I have to tell you i have to
1: tell you dave i do a lot of interviews for community students and when i discovered this i've begun asking students before you come and interview me please go through this basic human trafficking 101 Uh oh okay Before you go and ask um, the leaders at your task force, what's happening with our task force, you will be perceived as much more informed and a better partner for future collaboration if you understand just the things that are part of this first objective. So I recommend going through the Human Trafficking Awareness online training course.
0: So this brings me to my first question, Sandy, because we've just mentioned a few resources. I'm on the website right now, which is gcwj.vanguard.edu. And under the resources and podcast section, I'm on this trafficking resources page that you were mentioning. And so we've got several of these listed here. How, how do I know where to start? So which one should I start with? Is it the blue campaign? Is it the State Department? Where would you suggest people begin?
1: I really actually thought about this when I printed our website page as a guide for today and I thought, oh, I'm gonna reorganize these because I would like to put them in an order and by the time you, the listener, are listening to this, we will have it Mm -hmm. in this order that Dave and I are creating as we speak. And we will start with the Department of Homeland Security Blue Campaign. Mm. So
0: that is a good place to start. Yes,
1: because it starts with this really well-developed Multi uh, media lesson, and I think it's excellent. It also allows you, through the toolkit, to um, more or less tailor the toolkit to what your focus is. Oh, interesting. So you how so? Well, in that it will it will give you um, human trafficking awareness for individuals, for business, for first responders, for law enforcement or for federal employees. So they have entry points that start with basics, just me and you, everybody needs to watch this video. But then there's another video um, and another um, training that is for people in business. Now in the past, we've talked about the um, supply chain audit mm-hmm. transparency law here in California. Yeah, absolutely. That's
0: Just a couple episodes ago, in fact.
1: Exactly. So so you already know why it would be important for businesses to understand human trafficking from that perspective, but also so that they can recognize it when it's happening through maybe subcontractors in their, maybe a hotel chain or an airline. So a lot of big businesses have started training their staff to recognize and identify human trafficking. The uh, first responders, these are people in health affairs and federal emergency management agency um, that would respond to any crisis. So like we were talking about with FEMA, that's what that is. There's a video and information on how to find out what you can do. And then, of course, for law enforcement and with law enforcement, the series of training resources are much more extensive and, of course, they're going to go into investigation requirements for prosecution. And that's um, helpful for us, to, for private sector partners to learn how to engage with law enforcement. And then federal employees. And you'll note, if you're not a federal employee, there's actually a little, a little bit of information but you have a training with a login required if you're federal. Oh, interesting. So, this is this is so helpful. So then the blue campaign also takes it to another level so that they actually want you to take a few minutes and get invested in what these tools are and actually sign up with the DHS, the Department of Homeland Security blue campaign and so their blue campaign actions include sharing just send the website to your friends that's a basic thing that um you can do with your coworkers or family um, you can look at the public service announcement video it's 45 seconds it can play in 14 or 15 different languages mm. so you can share that across ethnic communities in your area There are awareness posters that you can download and print. There are trafficking indicator cards. You click on the link and use those for your community or the people in your department, the people in your NGO, in your faith-based community, wherever you are starting something. And then the, the website that we've mentioned, they even have a Facebook. Go and like their Facebook page Learn more about responsibilities as an employer. And um, then, of course, as we've done in a previous podcast, take a look at the list of goods produced by child labor or forced labor that is on the Department of Labor website. And then share your ideas so that the DHS Blue Campaign is growing and it's building a community community. That is informed and that is using the same languages and and adhering to the same standards. And they're interested in your ideas and created a portal for you to submit
0: those. So I'm on the website right now, the Blue Campaign, Sandy, and it looks like there's a place where you can take the human trafficking awareness training. So it looks like that's where we would. That's where you would go. About halfway down the page here. That's Mm -hmm.
1: great. Yep. Isn't that great? And and it just is you go through that website, you will find some amazing amazing resources. The training opportunities are just linked to build capacity and collaboration. So they don't have only homeland security training. They actually link you to other um areas that are necessary to have other professionals that are necessary to have at the table. So they'll um, link you to um, some of the people that work with immigration here, immigration services, with the World Health Organization, with um, OVC, which is our um, Department of Justice Office for Victims of Crime. They work with us, and of course, the HHS, the Health and Human Services that we've mentioned previously. So the Department of Homeland Security Blue Campaign literally models this enhanced collaborative effort where we're all working on the same team. Nobody can do this by themselves.
0: You know, it's great to see an organization like DHS having put this together, Sandy, and provide this resource, like you said, to really provide those, the wheels, the steering wheel, the brake lights, all the, the um I hesitate to use the word basics because it's not basic, but the the foundational to things that mm-hmm. we all need to know in the language we need to have in order to serve people well. So great resource for that.
1: And we don't want the, the whole idea of not reinventing the wheel. Can you imagine if somebody decides to mess with how perfectly a circle rolls? I don't know. Can you create a new wheel has anybody tried that
0: not one that's i mean i guess you get better tires but (laughs) you can get better tires that what it's made out of may
1: change but the design of a wheel is a circle right that's my and so we we want to start with those basics so homeland security that's one of my favorites
0: So we also have some resources that would be available in addition to the uh, U.S. resources. There's some, I know, international resources as well too, Sandy. Did we hit all our U.S. resources already? Those
1: are the ones I wanted to talk about. I know there's
0: like thousands more that we're not obviously going to have a chance to mention. And I
1: want you to definitely go back if you haven't and listen to the California um, Supply Chain Transparency Act because those are tools and those resources are available to you. And it's important also to use that as you're tooling up to um, fight human trafficking, putting your organization, your community resources at the table.
0: Great. And I'm going to go find the episode numbers for those, Sandy, as you start with your national uh, resources so folks can reference those. And so there's some internationally funded toolkits as well, which I know, Sandy, you often... uh, advise people on and, and suggest to people. So what are some of the international resources we'd want well, to look at? I, I want to
1: look at two of them in the last um, segment here. The first one is UNICEF and they have an in trafficking toolkit and it's very um, compact. It's, if you print it off, it is only about five pages and the, Value of this is this is something you could use for a small group to go over and then build a strategy for this. Um, One of the, the things that captures people's compassion to fight human trafficking is seeing the faces of children and that labor report on children who are forced into labor trafficking, forced into sex trafficking. Those kinds of pictures, those images, um, engage our hearts and our minds. So, the Ending Trafficking Toolkit from UNICEF, which is the United Nations um, Children's Fund, will help you understand the numbers, the kinds of trafficking that happens to children. Always, it goes back to the supply and demand. It includes our kids here in the U.S. as well as children in Africa, in Southeast Asia, in Latin America, everywhere. And then it reviews what's already happening and the kinds of task forces that are already out there. One of the things that's interesting is to begin to understand that um, the European Union, that um, organizations in Latin America, they're coming together and they're beginning to develop strategies as well. They, um, the task, the, the UNICEF toolkit includes a, an action plan where you can either get involved as an individual, as a group, or even start a UNICEF club. So if you have a, a bunch of kids at your school that want to do something for other kids, download this, take it to school in September or August when you start back, and start a UNICEF clubs so that you can investigate human trafficking. Can you imagine having a kids club that looks at trafficking every week in a different country all year? Mm. It's a great way to get for teachers to use this. uh, If you're teaching world geography, link it to something that captures their hearts and minds as well. Mm. The UNICEF club is a great idea and it has 22 activities. Oh, great. So what a great toolkit. Perfect. Now, if you're a little further up um, the ladder on on building things, especially if you want to work internationally, then the United Nations um, Office on Drugs and Crime has produced a toolkit that I think is the first one to look at. It's called the Needs Assessment Toolkit on the Criminal Justice Response to Human Trafficking. This is an exhaustive look at what you need to ask before you start. I love the word assessment. So rather than making a plan, especially, I just have to say, we in the West kind of sometimes do this. We have a great idea. We create a plan, we package it, and we wrap it up in our suitcases and take it to wherever we're going to go. And we are really disappointed if it doesn't work. But what this toolkit offers you is an excellent and professional assessment toolkit and it it identifies the aims of your need assessment and who the beneficiaries are we need to understand that it goes through methods it also helps you ask the right questions for the legal and regulatory framework people don't have the same laws here as they do in another country. For instance, when our guests from Kurdistan were here recently, and we visited the federal court, we had nine members of the training team from the um, University of Duhok and the surrounding regions, and when they visited the federal court, they had a lot of questions about our jury system. Well, I just thought, I grew up thinking every country has to, everybody has to serve jury duty. Mm. So these are important questions before you start something so you understand investigations and how to plan well-designed protection for traffic victims while the prosecution is going on, support and assistant needs assessment questions, Um, the national coordination for policy monitoring and evaluation, and then, of, of course, because you know this is my favorite, prevention assessment of rationale and resources, and again, the key questions and then the specific questions before you start a program. So important to do your assessment. And if you're going to be working in a very high-risk conflict or post-conflict area, again, there are resources and specific questions that are part of that assessment in this toolkit. And this toolkit is about 75 pages long it is a must for anybody who is going to do
0: international work. Wow! So tons of places people can begin there just to just to get just to get understanding. What the basics are. Yeah, I was going to say. I was going to try just, to. I was trying to find one sentence that would capture it all, but I can't. I mean, there's so much there.
1: So this. So if we go back to the wheels, though, uh-huh. these are the same wheels whether we're at the UNODC toolkit whether we're on the UNICEF toolkit, whether we're at the Blue Campaign. These are the basics that allow us to have the language that is being used professionally so that we perform according to best practice and universal standards. Great. And I think if we're going to look at the wheel analogy, I I would advise you to do this Because it's like getting everything, your wheels on your car in alignment. And when your wheels are out of alignment, it costs you an additional expense because your tires don't wear correctly. Um, You use more gas because it's not quite on track. It's still moving down the road. You're still going, but it's not at the same um, efficient and, and best optimal way. So... Don't reinvent the wheel. Start with these wheels. Start with the Homeland Security um, basic human trafficking and then go to each of these toolkits and find out where you can use things that are already there.
0: And another place to start as well that's also on our website is this the tools that we have available at the center as well. And in particular, one of the great tools to utilize is this podcast. And so um, when you go to our website, gcwj.vanguard.edu, we now have a library of 57 of these shows, including this one, that are available. So you can click on Resources and Podcasts, and the very first drop-down there is Ending Human Trafficking Podcast. There is a list of every topic we've ever done on the show um, all there. And here's the great thing, Sandy, when we first started doing the show, you know, I was sort of writing the show notes and, uh, you know, they were pretty general. Like each show, we didn't have a lot of information we'd put online. We'd put a link or two here or there when we'd mention things. Um, but now Alexis has taken over, uh, and she's doing so much a better job than I ever did. Uh. If, if you go on and click on any of our recent episodes in the last, you know, three, four months. Uh, There is a ton of information online. So everything we mentioned in the show, all the links, documentation, resources, organization, she has links for, she's detailed all them out. She is just doing a fantastic job with that. So if you've not been on our show notes, you're missing out on just a whole nother set of resources. Absolutely. So be sure to jump on there as well and connect there because if you do that, that is a great way to um, you know, really tap into Sandy's wisdom here and the wisdom of the center and you know, a big thing for us is is helping uh, all of us to study the issue so that we can be a voice and make the difference. And it really does start with taking the time to stop and listen. And, and we've gotten so many messages from people who've gone through it oh, Listen to great. the whole library of shows, it's which great. is great. Yeah. So. so,
1: And a big shout out to Alexis Miller, who has done such a great job. She is the oh, coordinator amazing. for the Global Center for Women and Justice. And if you want to call in, um, she's the voice that you'll hear. At 714-966-6360. Or you can email us at GCWJ at vanguard.edu.
0: And speaking of Alexis being amazing, she found something that wasn't working on our website. Oh. And so okay, so we should we should mention this. So if you've listened to the show for any length of time, you've probably heard us say it a couple of times along the way to sign up for our newsletter so we can keep in touch with you. We send out something every month with resources, what's going on in the sender, where Sandy is in the world at any given time, traveling around and talking to people. And uh, you may have done that. You may not have ever gotten a newsletter, and you may be wondering why. Well, uh, Alexis did some uh, detective work and actually tracked down pretty quickly that uh years ago, before we ever had a good system for this, and before the podcast even existed, we had set up this old system. Anyway, long story short, the system on the website wasn't connecting with the new email system that the university uses. So if you've ever gone on to our website and signed up for the newsletter and you're not getting it, we are really sorry. <laughs> it yes, was, very we, sorry. We just, the technology just wasn't updated. We thought it was. It wasn't. I, I so apologize for that. So if that's you, if you've ever signed up and you're not getting anything from us or if you're not sure, worst case scenario if you sign up again it'll it'll just it'll just ignore the duplicate, but we would love to have you stay connected with us on email. And the best way to do that is just to go to gcwj.vanguard.edu and when you get there at the lower left-hand corner of the home screen, you will see a place that you can sign up for a newsletter. And if you're listening to my voice now, it's already fixed. And so if you subscribe there, you absolutely uh, will get connected with us. And that's a great way to stay connected to what's going on with the center. Sandy, it has been uh, an episode full of a lot of information. So once you've tapped in these resources, if you still have comments, questions, if you want to know more, by all means, reach out to us. So like Sandy said, email is a great way to do that, GCWJ at vanguard.edu. That stands for the Global Center for Women and Justice, which is where this show is produced out of Vanguard University of Southern California. Or you can reach Alexis at 714-966-6360. And she's a great starting point to tap into resources for the center. Sandy, always a pleasure Mm -hmm. to talk with you. And I can't wait for our next episode in two weeks. All right. Thanks, Dave. Have a great day, everyone. Take care.